Yo, what's up, y'all? This is the business of marriage with Samuel C. Jones the first and Toba. Yo, 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 what's happening? So, man, it is a good, good day because we are back and talking about more valuable things for our marriage, but also other people's marriages, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm geek today. Like I'm sitting here dancing in yes. the dark. We record our podcast in like low light at night when our baby is asleep, <laughs> and, and I'm in here like busting a move, right. praying that she don't hear us in here laughing and having a good time. Here's your music. Oh, you want some more? Mm-hmm. Hey, go, like go, go, go! <laughs> don't gas me up. Don't gas me up. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like we this time with y'all is the literally like the greatest our fun time. Yes. And we like cross our fingers that our daughter don't hear us having a good time. Because y'all right. know parents, when your kids even feel like you having fun, yes. they some haters and they gonna jump in and start crying, yes. acting crazy. But as of right now, she's yes. doing and good. When, and when the walls are thin, you can hear your mama because your mama's loud. I mean, don't come for is. me. Don't come <laughs> for me. Don't come for me. All right, you guys. So y'all know we like to start off with some random questions. Lord, help me, Father. You ready, Papa? Help me, Lord. Okay, here we go. You ready? Uh, I mean, just go. Okay. What is something your parents did or used to do that really embarrassed you? Um, Come on, think on these things. Wow, what is something my parents did that used to embarrass me? Um, I think my dad, in public at times, used to call me Tiger. And I was like, Dad, why would you call me Tiger? In I need you to dig deeper. I'm digging, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm digging there. I'm getting there. But then something that maybe I don't know if your parents did this um, and listeners, if your parents did this, but often cases when I was in trouble, they would call me by my first and middle name, Mm. Samuel Cornelius. I'm like, really? I mean, you're going to come by my whole government name in front of my friends, the football team, the cheerleaders, the principal, (laughs) everybody in the world right now at church while you're preaching, getting ready to preach mid-sentence, Samuel Cornelius. Oh, my goodness. What was you doing? You was playing? You was talking in the back? Probably. See, you know what? That's why we're married. Y'all, we have very similar backgrounds. Sam's dad was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. And along the lines of what was something your parents did that used to really embarrass you? Okay, y'all. So my mom was a choir director. Okay? And like I just said, my grandfather was the pastor of the church. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. I I hope I get these with Olivia. I feel like my mom had like an extra set of eyes mm-hmm. behind her head or Man. either somebody in the choir stand was a snitch. Uh, um, they were. I think I think that's what it was. I think somebody was hating on me because I'm like, oh, cool. My mom is directing this song. She ain't looking at me, baby. I'll never forget one Sunday morning, like the saints used to say, she was directing choir. I mean, she was in. I'm like mid shout. Wig. <laughs> okay. She gonna get you. Mid shout. Okay. Mid shout. She turns around and there she looked up in the balcony at me mm-hmm. and did the infamous point. And come here 
And that's all she wrote. And like the whole church was just like praying for my strength, praying for my well-being because they knew I was about to get a a good whooping. Mm. She wrapped that song up so quick and marched out that side door and the rest was history. So, Mm. yes, the thing that my mom used to do that embarrassed me was whoop that tail. Okay. In church. And then come back in like nothing had happened and wouldn't let me wouldn't let me um, cry. Talk about go back in there, wipe your face. So that that was the embarrassing thing for me. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, that's how our families is, man. I tell you that. Well, anywho, um, spare the rod. Spare, that's not <laughs> an actual. Most people have talked about that though. Spare the rod, spoil the child. They said, is that actually pertaining to whoopings? And I don't necessarily that think that it does per se, but in our context, it does. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going, I'm, no, I, listen, I didn't go to theology school. I don't know. I'm only going. That's a, that's not even in the Bible, actually. Don't play with me. <laughs> You're saying unbiblical things. It's not in the Bible? Spare the rice of the child. I'm about to Google it right now. Anywho, while, you, while you're Googling that, y'all, today we're not talking about whoopings um, or spankings, as you may call it, or the tree that you get pulled off the branch. You know, we're not talking about that. We're, today we're talking about family and blending families. So not necessarily, you know, the aspect of, see, my wife's got her mouth open right now because it's not biblical. Um, <laughs> it's his raise up on, a child. Y'all. It's his raise up a child and the way you should go. That's no. what it says. Proverbs thirteen twenty four. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. So what did you say? Spare the rod, spoil the child. That's not what it says. It doesn't have spoil in there. Oh my god. But you it's we use the you con- hate your children. <laughs> Black people know we'll take a verse. Terrible. Move on. Terrible. Move. So we're talking about blending <laughs> our families, um, not in an as- aspect of step families or blended families, but an aspect of blending our families. So me and Tova um, come from similar uh, families in the realm that she was mentioning, like her, you know, her mom um, um, and her grandparents, her maternal grandparents um, were both preachers mm-hmm. um, in the church. All those types of things. Same thing for me. You know, my my dad, his mom and dad were both in the church, heavy pastors, um, ministries, nonprofit type of thing. You know, so we both come from that background. But I think that what makes us unique is all those pieces of of uh, personality and ideas about how do you do things in your family. And we're just going to take a second to just talk about that because, you know, we recognize that when you get married, when you leave your family, you don't really leave your family. No. Unless you're just off on your own. Yeah. There is no family. And I've heard people say when you marry someone, Mm -hmm. you marry their mama, Mm -hmm. their daddy, Mm -hmm. They great uncle, uncle. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and they're just saying like whatever traditions, cultures, all of it, habits, you marrying into that. 
Yep. And I think that that is an important thing to discuss when you're trying to navigate, whether you're trying to navigate getting married or you're already married and you're having all these different problems, but you haven't discussed the things that actually matter. So this is kind of going to be just a a couple minutes talking about in the family. So um, Tova, I'm going to ask you some questions or we're going to ask each other some questions. All right. Okay. All right. So for you, um, when you think about your family background, um, what do you think is important um, in the realm of your family background that you brought into our marriage? What do you think? So what did I bring? Yeah, what did you bring? I think I really brought um, the tradition around holidays. Yeah, that's true. So I'm really big on birthdays. Mm -hmm. I'm really big on holidays. Mm -hmm. I'm really big on the day of things. Mm -hmm. So let's just say my birthday is on a Wednesday, Mm -hmm. but we want to celebrate it on Saturday. (laughs) You best believe you better have something for me on Wednesday because that's my birthday. Exactly. And I am all about Christmas and I'm all about Thanksgiving. I'm all about hallelujah night, Mm -hmm. AKA Halloween. Mm -hmm. I'm all about, the traditions and the holidays of family and you know sometimes being a christian we get slack about that like Mm -hmm. oh the trees are pagan the the halloween is the devil's night stuff like that for me and my family holidays were for family it we talked about jesus we talked about um our family that was the time we all got together we are really big on holidays birthdays and events and so i think i brought that element to our family and by on the other side for me uh that's not something that we valued Mm -hmm. we valued birthdays you know, we didn't ever go without yeah. on a Christmas per se, but I remember those like weren't major holidays in my house. We didn't have no tree, you know, I said, no, we already knew that it wasn't no tooth fairy, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, we was just doing things as opposed to like, okay, Christmas is 365 days of the year. When you get a gift, praise God, thank Jesus for what we got. Right. But in terms of celebrating a season on a particular day. It wasn't a big thing. And so then, therefore, when we got married, mm-hmm. I remember those first couple of years, it was like a struggle bus. It was like you were used to having all these seasonal things. Your spirit would be so cheery. And yeah. I'm like, dude, what's the big deal? Grinch. Like, I mean, uh- <laughs> you Grinch. <laughs> I wasn't a Grinch. I was just, but listen, I, I, the thing was, it was like, what's the big deal in this? based on my family background, you know, of the holiday seasons and all that, it wasn't a big deal. And I think you got surprised too, you guys, like his first Christmas Mm -hmm. with my family, we were dating, we weren't even engaged or anything like that. Um, My mom bought you a gift. Sure did. Like, and I ain't talking about no socks. I'm talking about like sweaters, (laughs) sweaters. I was shocked. Like you were, he was, he was like speechless, but that's just how my family is. We're big gift givers. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my love languages is gifts. I think mm-hmm. that stems mm-hmm. from just the generosity of my family. That's just, and it could be, you know, I'm an only child. My cousin is an only child. So our family is small. And so, mm-hmm. I just think that's that's just how our family are. We really believe in family and giving and getting together. Yeah, I think uh, another one when you think about family backgrounds is, and we're we're staying really simple today, but family backgrounds is 
is eating, right? Like, yeah. like when you think about when do you have meal time and all those things, those things can be considerations. Like, for example, my family, you know, we do we, Listen, we 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 thickums. You know what I'm saying? We we got some we got some body weight on us, but it's because we knew when to eat. Yeah. We ate together at the you know we ate sometimes together at the dinner table. But then pops was sometimes he'd be so tired from work that he was off doing his own thing. So. Mostly for us, it wasn't a big deal. If somebody was there or wasn't there, we ate, we ate good, we took care of our business, and we moved on, mm-hmm. you know, in our family. And I think that how that played out into, you know, our time together is, you know, we ate out a lot. You know, say we just ate when we could. Um, but then for y'all, I don't know, like, was that a big deal for y'all eating at the dinner table and all that? No. Yeah. Um, that wasn't a big deal for us. So I grew up, my mom was a single mom, mm-hmm. a school teacher. Um, very active in church. So a lot of our meals, I was eating in the car or eating in the basement of the church. Like it wasn't until we got married Mm -hmm. that, you know, we decided let's sit down at the table and Mm -hmm. eat. Let's sit on the couch before we had Olivia. Let's just be together and eat. Um, now that we have Livy, Mm -hmm. it's like, what time you get off work? Let's try to center our meals Mm -hmm. around that time. But you're right. We didn't, we didn't eat together like that. And then the subsequent piece of what ended up happening was, I think partly what you saw in my family was when we did eat at the dinner table, you're talking about silence, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't just silence because the food is good. It's just like, we, we eating. Yeah. It's what we do. We focus on our eating and then when we done, we done. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot of noise. When we come to your house, <laughs> y'all talking, cat, cat, key, 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 and yeah. laughing, talking about all the, all the things. Yeah. And I can go find myself in a little space in a room somewhere else and just eat my food silently. Yeah. yeah. And I, y'all, my family, and you can kind of probably tell it from this podcast, yeah. from the volume of my voice, the excitement to Sam's like kind of mellow, mm-hmm. dramatic type of voice. My family is just very fun, very fun, very loud, very, just very colorful, I would say. And so, um, I I can see that. And even when your mom comes around, um, it's like she's so quiet and like reserved. But I will say after about a couple hours of being around her, she be coming out her shell, too. Yep, sure does. And I think that those big things played into, again, how we navigated when we eat, you know, and when we talk about different issues and problems and things like that. I think those things play, you know, as minor as they may see seem um play a big piece into you big piece into how we you know process our families and blend through those things and so i think just talking about these things is important when you're talking about you know making sure that your marriage is in a place where you understand what's going on with each other uh, those are key pieces so those are just two but i i brought these up and i wanted to talk to this today because i read a really good book by the name of Ron Deal, or excuse me, his author's name is Ron Deal. And the book that he has written is a series of them. It's called um, The Smart Step Marriage, okay? The Smart Step Marriage. The Smart Step Marriage. And he has books um, with The Smart Stepdad, The Smart Stepmother, um, A Smart Step Family Marriage. And in those books, he just talks about key things of blending and blended families. While he talks about it from the perspective of someone single yeah. and someone has kids and you're getting together, 
I took so much from it that I could apply to um, everyone's situation, yeah. you know, even as a therapist. And I think that um, he talks about this aspect of how do you successfully blend your family together? He says, he gives this analogy, some people do the blender. And the blender is where you just literally toss everything in and you hope when it's blended that it all mixed together. Right. You toss in your culture, you toss in your food, you right. toss in all the <laughs> things that you ever deal with. And you're like, all right, it's going to work together. We just going to all blend everybody together. And number one, it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> Correct. Know, it does not work. He talks about the fryer analogy where literally, all right, it's, it's hot. You know, you right. put all the pressure on everything that you're trying to do um, and make it work in in an in, in inadequate amount of time. Right. And you hope that that thing just fries and cooks up real good and presents well to the world. Right. When at the end of the day, it's underdone. Wow. <laughs> you know, and then, wow. la- then lastly, you know, he has several other ones, but I think the one that I want to just kind of end on, he talks about the crock pot. And he talks about the crock pot from these two standpoints. Time and low heat. That's good. Time and low heat. That's what I'm saying. People need to read his book, Ron Deal. That's really good. Ron Deal. And I talked about it on another podcast as well, but like Ron Deal talks about time and low heat. And I think that what I took from it in regards to time is that you need to take the time to understand your spouse's Mm, needs. That's good. Understand your spouse's needs. And that is, you know, you can do that, number one, by just paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I also think you can do that through doing what I call a cultural interview. Okay. That cultural interview, you're asking your wife about everything that's in regards to her background. Mm. How did her family do things? You know, what's important to her or him? You know, how do you navigate challenges in regards to things that were done in your family one way, but you maybe want to do it a different way? Right. You know, I think that those are different ways that you can navigate that. But then also with that, understanding culture, you want to make sure that you understand your spouse's personality. Mm, Most definitely. (laughs) You know, me and my wife did this really cool thing um, with a person by the name of Dr. Kelly Bonnewell. And he did a what's called a disc assessment mm-hmm. for us. And a disc assessment allows us to understand our personality makeups. And me and my wife were so different. So different, y'all. Right. You were, I think, a DI. Yes. And I was an SC. You know, you have to go look that up to find out what that is. But essentially, she was in our opposites really good at certain things that I just was not good at in regards to expression of our behaviors and Mm -hmm. personalities. But in that, what's really important about personalities is that your spouse should be the opposite of you because it just helps you complement where you're weak. And I love that. I love the fact that we're opposite in so many areas, Mm -hmm. but our morals, values, and the things that matter are we have in common. So yeah. like our belief, our faith, yeah. our morals, how we want to raise our daughter, how we want to uh, live our lives yeah. is so similar, but how we go about that, it's totally different, yeah. but it's like the crock pot analogy. It takes the time mm-hmm. and the low heat to merge that together. And a lot of communication, a lot of, um, not, I don't want to say disagreements, mm-hmm. but a lot of, just conversation about what yeah. this means. Why do you do this? All of that. And you have to think about that crock pot. We could have just blended our lives together sure and just could've. shook it up and we'd been all jacked up. But it takes time. It takes 
energy. It takes communication. It takes so much to make sure that our personalities are meshing and that we're not trying to be something that we're not to keep the peace. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And the last tip I'll give to to people getting free game is, you know, this whole aspect of low heat, meaning low pressure, low goals. What that means to me is sometimes it's okay to set a goal for what Mm -hmm. you do. One thing that me and my wife always do every single year is we sit down, we evaluate our marriage. But in order to further blend our family together and our goals together, we set goals. All the way. We set a family vision. That is good. That's a whole nother podcast. And we definitely going to do it (laughs) because I think in order to go further, You have to set goals in order to blend, in order to merge, in order to just thrive. Yeah. You have to have those goals. Yeah, that's key. This was good. This is good. So that's your that's your that's your blended family segment for today. Thank just, you, therapist. Uh, no problem. <laughs> um, if you ever need some some resources, um, I would tell you go find someone who is disc qualified. Yeah. D lowercase I S C disc assessment. Go get yourself a disc assessment. If you don't want to pay no money, go sixteenpersonalities.com. You can take a personality assessment. And then lastly, go get Ron Deal's book, The Smart Step Family. It's a great resource for you. Sure. And you don't have to be a step family. You don't. You can use this for blending your family, your mom, your dad, your mother-in-law, father-in-law, okay? Y'all, it's been good. We love talking with y'all. Thank you for tuning in today. It was good. It was. Good job, awesome. Dave. This was awesome. I learned. I learned something. <laughs> y'all, until next time, keep doing it. Keep living. Keep living.